a bagel. You, you, you just trap for a minute while I finish my bagel. <laughs> no, that was supposed to be your job so that I could finish my fettuccine Alfredo. All right, well, maybe we should just eat before we get into it for real. Wait, fettuccine Alfredo? No, let's have lunch with our listeners. No, I, I won't really. Chew into microphones. Who, we, did we take a poll? We don't know that. <clears throat> I know that. Come here. Stop, maybe. Come snuggle me. Hi. Hi, Shelby. Okay, so hi, everybody. Hey. We've gotten settled. We just had a few bites to eat. And here we are. I must admit, I thought that this episode was kind of boring. So what are your notes like? Okay. It's a bit of a saga. <laughs> Why? So I was very committed. I was like, okay, here I am. I'm taking notes. Blah, 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 blah. I was home by myself. I was like, yes, bachelor time. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to order myself something. It's good. Hi, honey. It's going to be so great. She does this. Look at her little paw. I know. She's so cute. Um, anyway, it's bachelorette time by myself at home. going to watch and order some food. I tried to order food. Um, I was fucking starving. You know, when your stomach is just like gnawing on itself. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I was so hungry. And the place I order from is usually fast. So I was like, okay, it'll get here fast. And then like, I'll keep watching and whatever. Well, 15 minutes into the episode, fucking (laughs) the worst experience of Grubhub ever. So as most of you know, I'm a vegetarian, have been for like six or seven years. Um, I got a notification that my delivery was outside of my door. I opened... I, first of all, I ordered fried rice. I open the door and there is a massive bag of Popeye's chicken. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, this is not, what? And so I try to call the delivery person and I'm like, hey, uh, wrong food. They don't answer. I try texting them. No answer. Yeah, you're Tra- fucked when that happens. Do the whole thing again. And so then I call the Grubhub people and I'm like, um, <laughs> um, hi, what, what happens here? And they were like, oh, okay, we'll contact the driver. They couldn't get in touch with the driver. So I think the driver knew they fucked up and was like, never mind. No, thanks. no I didn't. Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yes, you did. I have a massive bag of Popeyes with like Ugh. 20 pieces of chicken oh and God, five so biscuits. Oh, I, like, yeah. If I ate fried chicken, so would I. You're missing out, but I understand. <laughs> but I was hangry. I was so excited for my fried rice, and I got chicken. Yeah, but I'm pissed. Here's the part two. I think it was the same woman who fucked up my order last week. Because no, this is not the first time this has happened to me in the last week. So I think the universe is trying to tell me that I shouldn't spend money on takeout anymore. Um, but last week I ordered, uh, a bunch of food. I don't remember. I would think it was Chinese food. And the woman calls and she's like, I delivered your order. I'm like, I don't have it. And she's like, no, I gave it to the guy who was waiting downstairs. What? What? She's like, yeah, there was a guy downstairs. And I was like, okay, my delivery instructions say to bring it to my apartment. Yeah. She's like, well, there was a guy waiting and, and he said, oh, is it th- this the food for the lady? 
because that's descriptive. And she was like, oh yeah. And just fucking gave it to him. So like some random ass dude took my Chinese food. And then I called the woman. I'm like, why did you do that? And she's like, oh, well, he said he knew you and he was going to give it to you. I was like, how fucking stupid do you have to be? Really? Wow. He must do that often. I was so mad. I was literally ready to like go outside and like peep through my neighbor's windows and find out who the fuck it was. Because yeah, of course her description stealing guy. Oh, I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> but then, <laughs> so this woman is like, I'm like, can you tell me what he looked like? And she's like, he was wearing a gray hoodie. He wasn't that tall, but he wasn't that short. He wasn't really like fat, but he wasn't skinny. And he was white. I'm like, do you know what color hair he had? Well, he was wearing a hoodie with the hood up. I was like, okay, so basically it could be literally any white dude in Denver. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I so, can picture you like two months from now when it's like snowing crazy out there and you like see him in front of his garage door, like, like shoveling by his car. And you're like, that's him. That's the guy. I, I will. Know I will. And then I you mean, go I running don't know. out there in your Colorado snowsuit, like you took my lunch. And he's like, yeah, what? no, seriously. And you're like, so Shelby, two months ago, staring? I was waited for fried rice. I got chicken. It was probably your chicken. You stole it. And you <laughs> took my lunch. Just yeah. Anyway, like, like, um, what's her name in Seinfeld? Elaine. Yeah, like Elaine. You took my lunch. That's our binge right now. Jason is, I think we're going to be watching Seinfeld probably for the entire year because we've been Yeah, no, that's us. We're already on like season five. There's like Seinfeld? 10. Yeah. Oh, shut up. I didn't know you were watching Seinfeld too. Oh yeah. My dad used to watch it all the time growing up. And so I've seen a lot of it um, and Renato really hasn't. And so he started watching it. And so it's fun for me to just like, you know, watch and be like, haha. But honestly, for me. some of those jokes have not aged very well. Oh yeah, I know. So much um misogynistic so, jokes. And so much misogyny. Oh my god. We were watching last night and I was like, ew. Yeah. His whole And like this there was this scene where it's where it's George and George is like he hasn't slept with this woman yet and he's in the car and he's like having this internal conversation that's a VO and he's like it's so interesting because right now if I reached, went to go grab her breast, she would scream and kick me out. But tomorrow, he's like assuming they're going to sleep tonight because they're having an overnight trip. Tomorrow, if I do it, I'll be welcomed. And I was like, um, no. I know, have not. <laughs> having sex with a woman one night does not mean you have free range to just touch her fucking body whenever the fuck you feel like. Yeah, it was so you, gross. You you tell Seinfeld. It's so true, though, because I felt the same way watching it. I was like, yeah, this was definitely a humor that was accepted then and wouldn't be mm-hmm. accepted now. Yeah, but I mean, and a granted, lot of, like, the LGBTQ stuff, too. I'm like, Ugh. Right. But granted, some of it is just fucking funny. Like, some of it is just so... Oh, yeah, no. Some of it is still hilarious. Yeah. Like, his observational comedy is really funny. But, like, the last couple of episodes, it's just been, like, real sexist bullshit. And I, I hate it. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I had never really seen Seinfeld and Jason. Uh, that was his jam. And I think he's seen it all several, a couple times. And he was like, okay, we're watching it. And I was like, it's yeah. going to take us forever. But well, there's, yeah. I mean, they're short episodes, so they're like half hour. That's true. I'm going to miss the ones where he does the stand-up comedy. Jason said eventually he stops doing that. And I was like, oh, why? I like that. I part. know. That's the best part. Yeah, I wonder why they stopped. Maybe he just was getting sick of it. Okay. Yeah, anyway, well, let's talk Batch. <laughs> 
Um, I feel like I was putting it it. off because I was bored. I have a few notes, so. Well, the whole point of that story was that I started really strong and then lost it because I was pissed. So. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We saw more screen time with Joe at the beginning. Joe had like a little like protective over Michelle. He did. Honestly, that was the first time that I was like, Oh, okay. Now I'm seeing what she sees in Joe. Like he actually had a personality for a hot sec. Yeah. For a hot sec. He still seems pretty shy. Like, I feel like he's not really, I feel like he's still an introvert, but they did show him on camera and it's like, okay, thank you. He's obviously someone she really cares about. So can we please start seeing more of him and not Mm -hmm. till the last four weeks? (laughs) So at least that's good. Um, And of course he's talking about the whole Jamie thing and like how they're glad he's gone and everything. And yeah, whatever, move along. (laughs) But she really does have a really great group of guys. So that's really great that he left right off the bat because um, you wonder like how in other seasons the villains get to stick around so long and it must just be some sort of convincing to the lead that they should stick around. And they say I'm convinced that producers have like, oh yeah, like a certain amount of people that they like by fucking contract are allowed to pick or like when you sign that it's like producers can basically do whatever the fuck they want and it's not about you <laughs> well I do feel in a way though Michelle does have the final call because if she doesn't want to do something that they say she needs to do I mean it's not happening like if she says no it's I I feel like it's not happening and it just makes me think I wonder in the past if like They've just been really good at convincing leads that, you know, the villain or whoever is kind of like a dickwad, you know, the person that they always give the last rose to and it's so dramatic and it's like, are they going to get it? Like, what's with that person? Like, what? how does that really go down? And I think the way this happened with Jamie really proved to me that if, you know, the lead is strong-willed, then that person's not staying. Like, if they're strong-willed in the fact that, like, this person needs to go, um... I don't know. But I feel like his actions were so glaring and like his behavior was just so weird. Kind of like how I said the Brendan and Piper thing. It just like couldn't be ignored how like, like he dug such a huge hole for himself. Does your dog make these weird, like these noises? He actually doesn't. I know. Yeah, I know. (laughs) No, he actually doesn't. And I know exactly what you mean because Kim's dog Gigi is so funny she is a French bulldog and she's so beautiful. She's like blue eyes and all these spots. And she, all she does is like grunt like that. Like she doesn't grunt. She like, whenever she wants like attention or she's snuggling, it's almost like, it's like a yummy noise for her. She's just like, (laughs) (laughs) no, Casper doesn't really do that. He's a little, he's a little funny dude, but he doesn't really do that. Here. It's Sorry. like she, it's like she's just that little piece of anxiety yes. that she doesn't know what to do she with. Can't let go she's up. comfortable. Yeah, she's like, wait, I love you so much. <laughs> Aww, wait, I'm okay, right? I'm okay. Hey, I'm okay. Um. Anyway, but anyway, yeah, definitely weird vibes. Yeah, weird vibes from the like pretty much zero to one hundred. So glad he's gone. And who called him? Um. Oh no, that was later in the later in the episode. More Nate stuff that made me laugh. But um, oh my god, the Nate stuff. Okay, well, let's let's talk about the first one-on-one, which is Martin. Wait, can I also just say, do you remember when mini Bobby Flay Chris fell off the chair at the beginning? That was pretty funny. Oh, my God, that was so funny. That was just such a great moment. Everybody was just like, <laughs> like, because he didn't really, like, fall off the chair. He just kind of, like, sailed to the ground it in it. so weird. Yeah, it was like, so I don't... funny. Oh, hi, Caspi. Hi, Casper. 
Um, yeah, so that that was very weird. But so Martin gets the first one-on-one, which honestly looked so fun. I would totally do that. But I don't know. It was like a weird moment. Like when they first got there and he was like, but first, like wanting to kiss her. But it just seemed really forced and like awkward. What did they even do on their date? I forget. They did the car spinnies. Oh, right, 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 right. That was kind of fun. I mean, that's all, like thrill thrill activities are always fun, but they're not always really a gym. way to get to know anybody, you know? No, I mean, it's a fun activity. It's not like they had to go skydiving off a building and he had to like close her close and be like, we can do this together. Oh my God. What was that Matt James thing where they rappelled down the side of the building? <laughs> um, wasn't that at the Luxor or not the Luxor? Is that the point? No, no, the Nema colon. <laughs> oh yeah, the Nema colon. That's right. How could I forget the Nema colon? It has the word colon. Like just never. Ugh, anyway. Um. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing gave me like confirmation that it's not Martin. Like I like there. It's kisses. not. And the whole, it was so awkward in the hot tub. So awkward. And I don't. I don't know. I want. I don't want to say I saw it coming because I mean, last week we were like, okay, she's into him, but we both did agree that. It seemed a little not really working until until they kissed. Yeah, Yeah, it was so weird because honestly, when they were in the hot tub, I was like, one, why, why, why are you talking about Jamie? And two, I really did not think she was buying what he was selling. She looked pissed. And then like, I guess it got a little better over the dinner date because they were, like, chatting. And, like, I did not think she was going to give him that rose. I thought she was going to be like, okay, like, I don't think you're the one for me and, like, you still have growing to do. And, like, it's not it. Yeah, she must really feel some type of pull to him. I'm, I'm saying it's in the kiss. Like, there's there's got to be something about him that is pulling her towards him because I agree, it was so awkward. I don't necessarily find him attractive. I got to see I more of him. He, he is cute. He's all right. But we did get to see more of him, like, with less of the glasses and everything um, and, like, less of the patterns. Like, we kind of could just kind of see, like, who he was. But, yeah, it got so awkward when he basically was defending Jamie and, like, being like, you shouldn't have sent him home. It's like, for one, what, what do you think? fuck are is? you talking? What do you think this is, Big Brother? Like, Survivor? Yeah, right. Like, what do you mean? like you guys aren't a group yeah like you guys aren't a group and it's like if you thought he was a good guy with the guys it's like that literally doesn't even matter to michelle like well it does to a degree but like how he's talking to you and treating you is a different completely different way than he's going to be talking to and treating michelle so i just thought that was so weird that he even thought it was valid to like talk about it for so long because he kept being like it was "Mm -hmm." so weird yeah and he just kept like going back to it i was like stop yeah and then also he lied to everyone Anyway, what do you mean he lied? Oh, Jamie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was I, so I weird. It reminded me of that like five second date Natasha had with the doctor when he was like, "Oh, my boy Brendan, really?" and like couldn't stop talking about it. Yeah, and was like so awkward as soon as he found out about that. He was like, yeah. oh, ooh. like seems kind of weird ever since we brought up this like bro. Like, why do you care if he went home? Like, ultimately, if you really want Michelle, him going home is good, right? So yeah, I agree. Look at look at this dog. He's just like sitting on the bed, like or standing actually, like this. Hi, Casper. Oh my God, you're so cute. Look at his little face. Oh, he kills me. Um, yeah, I'm surprised she didn't send him home too. That was confusing to me. Yeah, she does her Martin date. She keeps him. They're getting ready for the group date, and. So what had happened when they like got the group date and then the, the, 
individual dates. I guess Nate had said like, oh, it's just a matter of time until I get uh, an individual date. And Bobby Flay was all like, you're acting like you have it in the bag. But like, obviously didn't say anything to him. He just was like, I'm going to store this for drama. Yeah. Starting to get insecure. Poor mini Bobby Flay. You can't just be intimidated by guys talking like that. You just have to like slide right by like how Joe's doing. Like just you have what you got working for you and he has what he's got working for him. And yeah, like the really the only hot. reason you did that was try to be like, like, look, I'm standing up for you, Michelle. And like, no. It was Another just such an time. obvious like ploy for attention. Yeah, missing the point again. Like how Martin missed the point with the Jamie thing and like yeah. just missing, totally missing the point. I saw some meme too that was like, he thinks he has this in the bag. And then it was a picture of Nate looking sexy on his Instagram. And it was like, what's in the bag? Hey! <laughs> a picture of him. And I would agree at this point, Nate is, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. At this point, I would pick Nate. <laughs> yeah. At this point in the deal, if it was like, okay, I have to pick one of these guys to marry, I would pick Nate. So yeah. Chris should be scared, but the typical move, you get too insecure and then you start talking about other guys and that's the downfall because you start getting, you start goes well. And that usually is, ends up being the downfall for people that haven't been able to like actually create a real connection with Michelle. Because if you actually were falling in love with this girl, like we all know how it is to fall in love or most of us do me and you do at least. And you can't, you're not just going to be like, intimidated by really other people if you really truly are like focusing all your energy on them like you're not going to be so threatened by some guy just like saying that you know if you really truly were like okay this is something I'm going to build on and so he's full of shit already I never liked him I just thought he looked like young Bobby Flay and to be honest Bobby Flay isn't even that attractive this guy's like more attractive than Bobby I said that and you were all like yes daddy Bobby Flay well he is daddy Bobby Flay he still is daddy Bobby Flay (laughs) Um, and there is something sexy about him, but he's, he's not like, he's not like Robert Downey Jr. Sexy, but he's like, oh yeah, no, me no, a no. steak on my birthday sexy. <laughs> and it would probably taste really good. Anyway. Yeah. Steak he on made, my birthday sexy. He, he made, <laughs> he made himself look dumb. Um, and I don't blame him for saying that, but I mean, you shouldn't stand in front of the whole group maybe because it just puts a target on your back, but ultimately it doesn't matter. It, all that matters is how she feels about him. So I don't blame him for being confident because I think he's probably been looking around and being like, these guys suck. <laughs> well, and that's also just like a way to boost yourself up. Like, sure, yeah. you don't have to say that out loud, but like if you need to for your own self, then yeah. fine. The other guy should be able to handle it because ultimately the dynamic of the show is com- like kind of competition based. So yeah, I mean, and if you really feel good about your relationship, with Michelle, it makes sense to be like, yeah, I feel like it's just a matter of time until I get the one-on-one. Yeah, so he's already looking... I don't know. Dumb. Anyway, so... so then, then we, we have, have the pajama date. date. Yeah. Yeah. The pajama... Well, it's supposed to be a slumber party, but then they decide to do a competition where they're, like, beating the shit out of each other with these <laughs> giant fucking bears... Oh it was God. just so bizarre. And then she's all like, well, they don't want to pay attention to me. It was so weird. It was, I don't a, know. I don't know how I felt like that. It was very weird. I feel like we saw a different side of Michelle that made me think of when last week we were like, she's perfect. She's flawless. And she kind of started to show a little bit of her, um, like the side that she struggles. Yeah. Insecurities and sides that, you know, she struggles with and 
when I started watching her do that, I thought, hmm, what I'm sure we had moments like this, you know, with Tasha, with Rachel, where they were unsure. Um, yeah, where they definitely were like, I feel like they're not fighting for my attention. And like, I get that. But I don't know. It just seemed like you had all this time with them during the slumber party. And like, also, that's a chaotic environment. Yeah. Like everyone's screaming and yelling and doing whatever. And like, it's, oh, yeah, you know, it a nice. bunch of different stuff to do. So like, yeah. how could you even, you know, you are making those one-on-one moments. And like that, you know, that's fine. I don't know. But they were also having fun. Yeah, like they it looked like they were having fun. fun. And she was like pouting about it. Yeah. I don't know what she expected. Like, do you want somebody to come over and like have the teddy bear talk to you? Like, just join in, like go over there and like pig pile them and they'll all start, you know what I mean? But granted, that's not her, which is, you know, that's fine. Like if she's not going to do that, she's not going to do that. But yeah, I like, so began the saga of, I need to feel seen. Then, then that was the theme of the whole episode. And the poor thing got edited at every corner saying it. It was like, I know for a fact that Michelle just didn't walk around all day saying it, but they, she said it enough for them to edit it all together. And this was the, I need to feel seen episode. And I feel like there's the pressure that we're talking about because I think that she started even mentioning it, like going um, to an all white school and it bringing her back to her childhood of like not really being noticed because she was the oddball out. And not yeah, I mean, that. it's triggering for her because she was saying like, after I just spilled my heart out in this poem about not feeling seen and then, yeah. I don't know. I think she needs to, co- I mean, I, I do feel for her because like there's those issues and that pressure that we were kind of insinuating, you know, happens to not only everyone, but especially to black women that want to be accepted in culture, especially like television culture, you have to act a certain way. And I feel like, um, you know, to be taken seriously, like how we said last week. And she doesn't deserve that, but it happens. And I just feel like this little insight of how she was feeling, not that it really had anything to do with the guys also. it. I feel like she was projecting just like childhood trauma, like onto the whole date and onto the night, which ultimately just made me feel feel bad for her. Um, but I, I It was clearly she was activating for her, like the whole situation. It clearly was, but she did hang on to it for a long time. And I was like, it's really like, obviously they adore you. I think, but boys will be boys. Like it's no surprise that we know boys can be immature. Right. And they were just like going off being so funny and was like silly. Like they were all pretending to like fight the bears and like warm up and like jumping around together. And I don't know. I generally feel like women are more, um, I feel like it's fair. I feel like I agree. I just think women are more perceptive. Um, Renato had a good point. He was like, he was like, what did you expect? Like you put a bunch of dudes in a competitive situation and they're on a team. Like, what did you think was going to happen? We all know men are just big babies with child, like, you know, energy that can't wait to come out. So she literally gave them like a Chuck E. Cheese for adults and they went with it. And yeah, she was really upset about it. And it just made me sad because it was just so removed from like what was actually happening. And like all of a sudden out of nowhere, like this huge fear of not being seen showed up, which kind of caught me by surprise because we had kind of seen her feeling calm, cool and collected, like never feeling this earlier. And then, yeah, all of a sudden this like sleepover date really brought it out. But I did kind of agree with her that, um, it was kind. It kind of sucked that the second part of the date was like them competing and 
I know we didn't, I honestly did not need another one of those. Cause we just had yeah, like the giant Q-tip fight game. And that makes me think they did it on purpose. Like, you know what Absolutely, I mean? Like, Cause they, they knew it would bother her. Yep. So now we're into all this, but I think, I think it'll be fine. Um, I, I thought that day was cute, but I do kind of, I also feel like maybe she was just panicking, like at how immature men are. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. stepping back and being like, oh my God, these are my group of like husband men, like panic, 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 panic. Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, side note during that group beating the shit out of each other with the teddy bears, Will and Nate, holy fuck, they were going at it. And Will was like beating the shit out of Nate. I was, it was dick. a little like, oh. Yeah. Will is a dick. I can't wait for you to start saying it with passion like I do. Well, that dad. He is. I can't wait till he leaves. I think he's a huge asshole. Yeah. She could. She would never be with someone like him. No, she won't. I, honestly, I don't know why he's still there. But anyway, so they the have language. the group, the group um, portion or the cocktail party rather. But I guess only like half of them go. What? What am I thinking of? Half of them go. Oh, because the team won. Oh, right, 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 right. This okay, is what so, always happens. Oh, we're, why did we have that rookie moment? Now all we need know. is for them to have the bowling date and reuse those sweaty pink and blue shirts. There you go. They reuse maybe, the fucking make yourself dizzy and throw yeah. up game. Maybe they'll make the... all of the... So annoying. Maybe they'll make the boys wear those little pink and blue shirts. Right? Um, yeah. yeah, so I guess they get to spend time with her, right? And then I feel like she kind of continued the whole feeling like... Oh my she God, she did. Paid attention to. Yeah, so she brings it into the group, the, the cocktail party part. And she's like, I didn't feel seen. And, you know, I really was vulnerable with this poem. You seem to be annoyed. <laughs> I am annoyed. I'm just annoyed. I'm annoyed. But I, so, no, I, I mean, not necessarily. I I, I'm just I, annoyed that she like dragged it out. Like it's, it's really not about them it's about you yeah and like you're looking for them to comfort you and like sure that's fine but they're not like your <laughs> partners at this point and yes you want someone in a potential partner who would comfort you but like it just seemed like her insecurities were really at play here and that's true. obviously no that's one's perfect true. it's like we're super we're so super early on in the game and it's like these guys are worried about getting attached to you as well and you know yeah. you possibly yeah. breaking their heart so they definitely took this time to kind of just like let loose with the guys and she didn't, she didn't really see it that way. But I mean, you do, I just got to feel for her because that's just well, sad. Of course. It's sad that that's like, t- that it took over this entire day for her. Like anxiety mm-hmm. sucks and it's no joke. And yeah. Um, if she thought about that all day, like, damn, she thought about that all fucking day, you know? Yeah. I mean, as a viewer, I'm like, ugh. But, you know, but, as a human and a social worker, I get it. <laughs> right. Exactly. But hopefully she kind of sees, um, hopefully she sees that in the next episode, like, or maybe she'll just start being like, I feel seen now. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what she yeah. has to say. Yeah. Well, so after she talks to the guys that the cross-eyed dude is like crying. The cross-eyed dude. I don't know his name. All I know is that he what? his eyes look very close together and he's cross-eyed. Yeah. You just can't bring in cross-eyed guy and then not <laughs> be able who? I think it's like Obi. No, what's his name? Obi? Olu? How is it spelled? Everybody Olu. Olu right? I was close. Olumide is his full name, but I don't know if I that's think they call him Olu. Yeah, Olu. 
You think he's oh, I was close. I, I said Obi. I think that okay, he seems like certain, a great guy too. No, he seems like a wonderful guy, but in certain times I'm like, he look a little cross-eyed. <laughs> but that's fine. My niece was cross-eyed when she was born. <laughs> he needs to get in there too because he's an attractive, uh, sexy dude. And I feel yeah, like- and he's like got a really good heart. Like he was crying. He was like roll sad. He was like, I just feel so bad, which like seemed a little extreme. But you know, if those are his emotions, that's fine. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to fake cry. And unless you're an actor, I really don't feel like... No, I don't feel like he was faking it. It just yeah. seemed like an extreme reaction to me for that it, instance. But even when we thought Thomas's reaction was a little extreme, like to Becca breaking up with him, which did kind of suck for him, but like he wasn't quite he wasn't quite crying. Like I couldn't really figure out what was going on, but it's like this man is panicked. Like that's for yeah. certain. I don't know if he's trying to produce tears for Michelle or if if or what, but I don't think it's coming from a place of, oh, like I need to look good on TV like and play this part. I feel like when no, oh, no, no, no. I feel like when this guy cried and also when um, Thomas cried, I don't know. They're feeling some type of panic. Whether the actual tears or something is even real. Clearly, whatever it is, their feelings are real, but who knows what it's, you know, prompted by. Could be alcohol. That's, That's very sure. true. <laughs> Maybe, you know, remember when we saw Wells crying, crying about... We saw Wells crying about um, Connor playing the his guitar song, and then we just saw Wells at the bar crying. Yeah, never, never forget. Definitely like eight shots deep. So many. Um, okay, so then I think the most important thing from this group date is the Nate combo. Because she right. talks with Nate, and she like kind of calls him out about Bobby Flay, and she's like, "Bobby Flay said this," and he's like. I mean, he doesn't deny it, but he also doesn't say sorry. Because I don't think he has anything to apologize for. Is this from just saying, I feel like I have it in the bag? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so she know. was like, you know, no one her. has it in the bag. And so when they have the one-on-one, she's like, you know, I need a little bit more from you on these group dates. And like, I don't know, it felt very unresolved to me. Yeah. Because I feel like Nate was like, didn't see this coming. And I did. I do kind of feel like, it was kind of out of left field for her to talk to him about it. But like I said, I feel like she is just super into him and really trusts him at this point. And like someone was going to get like her annoyance, you know, and he, he was the the person that, you know, had to take it. Yeah. And I feel like she was, an, she was definitely annoyed for a reason, but, and it's like, you're, you're like, nobody has it in the bag yet. You're what you said, Aubrey, yet you want everyone at this like stupid, playful group date to come over to you and, you know, give you your moments without you asking. And uh, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, they don't know. They don't know what you're thinking. And you're right. over here, you're over here holding them to expectations that you haven't communicated. Right. And then you're over here telling Nate, basically like you shouldn't be confident, which I thought was kind yeah, of like but a then dick she move. Also, yeah. It was kind of a dick move, but she also opened it up with like, you know, I'm, I'm putting this pressure on you because of the deep feelings that I have for you already. So like, I don't know. And I mean, um, good for her for sticking to her guns and being like, you know what? Like, no, like I'm in control of this situation, whether or not she's handling it like perfectly or not. She is like, you know, it should be what she says goes and what, what she wants, you know, she'll get. And, um, but I did kind of like give her a side eye for that comment. I was like, mm -hmm. why are you telling him that you're pushing him away a little bit. Mm -hmm. I don't really think that you need to be like reprimanding him for having that conversation. Like it obviously means that he feels really good about you, which is 
what you want. Yeah. And that he feels confident. I don't know. It, it's could a be fine too, line, I guess, yeah. between feeling confident and, and being feeling, cocky. Yeah. So maybe she's just having an issue like with his cockiness and who knows, maybe he's more cocky like in person. So, you know, maybe she just, her immediate reaction was to like be annoyed at his cockiness because maybe she's felt it before, but never really like called him out. Hmm. Yeah. Cause he is hot. And I mean, he is, he's, he's in a good spot and he knows it. So maybe that's just yeah. in general, like a turn off, a turn off for her. Yeah. But um, careful, I just girl. had a, I just had a thought about Olu though, because I'm re- I remember that they are having, excuse you, Casper. I'm sorry. He's the troll man. I told you. <laughs> um, I forgot that they like during their little one-on-one portion of the group date, he was talking about like his sisters and, and like, you know, I never want, like, I know how hard it is to be a black for them to be a black woman in the world. And like, I would never want you to feel unseen in that way. And like, you know, I, I relate, I have sisters who are black and like, you know, it just, I'm, I'm thinking maybe he connected to it more emotionally because of that. And because it reminds him of his sisters or himself, like, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so, and he ended up getting the group date rose because of that. Because, because of they that. Had, like such a good connection about it. Yeah. Because he took like her feelings um, and her being upset really seriously, you know? Yeah, totally. He was, he was really upset that she was upset. And I do think she kind of needed that. So I'm glad that he kind of stepped in to kind of perfectly yeah. play, that, play that part for her because regardless. Yeah, I think of, that really, I think it helped a lot for her to be able to yeah. like, move on with the night. Yeah. Whether it was a good idea for her to dwell on it or not, I don't know. But he definitely kind of helped her out of that situation. So at least he was there to do that for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's an important, like I say all the time too, that's an important conversation to be seen on television. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Because we cannot really forget that this is the first, you know, within the last maybe five years, I feel we've finally started talking about, um, people who aren't white. (laughs) Um, so it's important. And I was really glad that he could add like a nuanced version of a more nuanced version of what she was feeling for people because, you know, viewers like me and you who love the show, it was like, it's easy for her to, for us to be like, girl, like stop dwelling on that. Like, you're just, you're not reaching out for attention, blah, 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 which is, which is fair for us. Like these things all exist together. Right. Um, right. but yeah, I, I felt like she did need someone to validate her though. So that, you know, the people who don't really understand, yeah, she's had a hard time, you know, growing up as, you know, a black child in a white area and a white school. And if that's a trauma for her and right now, that's a real America. trauma. Yeah. And America <laughs> yeah. and just basically, um, falling victim to all of that crap at a very young age. So I was glad that another black man was able to air that out on, you know, the episode so that people can hear it because it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Especially um, um, for black men to, you know, to be acknowledging their mental health struggles and to, to, cry, to cry. And he, I, I yes. felt like he was emotional. The, yeah. He was the MVP of the episode for sure. And he's also super hot. I remember when he took off his shirt and he was oh, like, yeah. and he was doing those like, yeah. those yeah. like jumping. No, oh, yeah, those yeah, like yeah. push up, jumpy, flying squirrel yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he could freaking get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so then we have the Rick one on one date. Um, 
I'm like, which is where my notes pick up again. He looks like a bad kisser. I'm I'm just gonna put it out there. The same thing, Aubrey. Every time Jason says it, you say it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks like not a good kisser. He was just kind of like his cheeks were full of air and his yeah, and he was just like lips were just like mm, like you know, like moving a little it bit. It was weird. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't weird. really. I don't see. I really don't see the pull with him. I think he's weird. <laughs> I don't think he's particularly funny. I think he means well, and I think he's sweet, but I just think that he is just so much. <laughs> And I can't ignore it, guys. His he reminds me of my ex. Oh, does he? <laughs> yeah. I can see that. I can totally see that. I really can. And I was actually going to say one of mine. Well, not one of my exes, but somebody that I... No. <laughs> slept with. Yeah. I knew exactly. you didn't even and have he to ha- say it. He kind of reminds me of him a little bit also. But, mm-hmm. I mean, not to say that, like... We didn't love those guys. Like there's something no, about, course. there's something about guys like that, you know, but yeah, I just, I don't see them together. Yeah, I don't see them together. Not for her. And he just weirds me out and I just can't stand how he talks with his vocal fry. And then everybody knows I love Howard Stern now at this point, if you've been listening and that Aubrey hates him, but Howard Stern loves the bachelorette and the bachelor franchise. And how dare you ask me like, if he even likes it, I texted right, Aubrey right, you're today. Right. You're like, you don't even listen to me. Yeah. I texted Aubrey <laughs> something today about something that he said on his show about it. And he just is so funny. And she was like, Oh, Howard likes bachelor. I was like, he's obsessed with it. This is why I started loving Howard Stern because that's like something you wouldn't think he would, he would like. This is, no, this is 2020, Howard Stern. 2021 Howard Stern is different, um, <laughs> but also very the same. So beware, probably don't listen. Uh, okay. So the fucking anyway. date wishes, what producer went and wrote all of the exactly right wishes to make them be like, actually, I really relate to that because my dad died. Actually, I really relate to that because I played basketball. Actually, I really relate to that. Like, come on. Are you being Michelle? No, I was just being me. Okay, who were you just <laughs> making fun of? Uh, both of them on the date when they when they go in the wish box or whatever, and it's like before you can make a wish, you have to read all the wishes, and like all the wishes were conveniently very apropos to their personal situations. Oh yeah, I'm sure. It was um, <laughs> and then he goes ahead and explains about. You know, his parents getting separated, which... Oh, my God. That took a long time. And I'm not going to lie. I feel like he was kind of looking for... I mean, I don't know. If you watch the show or if you've been on the show or know about it, you know that if you have some sort of a story to tell, um, that it does you a favor. But it has to be, like, a genuine good story. And I feel like his story was just kind of like... My parents broke up. I got a text... I saw a photo. It's I sad saw a because text. like he feels responsible because like, you know, he caught his dad cheating and said something. And then like, eventually I guess he told his mom, you know, and hey, I will flag. never be in that situation. And I won't know how would don't know how I would react or how I would handle it. But like, I can't judge him for whatever he did or didn't do. That's true. I just thought that? he had a, he has a story that a lot of people have. Um, I, I just didn't find it like. Particularly I don't think that makes unique. it any less painful, though. No, of course it doesn't. But I feel like the way he was telling it and like in such detail, it was just kind of like, okay, dude, like this is half of America, unfortunately. Well, and um, I just I felt terrible that like he feels responsible for his 
parents divorce and like red flag though don't have a good situation because you're here to come find someone right your wife you're here to come marry your wife and you can't understand that your parents and you know their downfall of their connection and their marriage regardless of if you showed her the text or not was not your fault like really you're coming here ready to get married and you haven't even been able to sort that out with anyone or I I just felt I just felt like it the whole thing was kind of just like a ploy for um for her to give him attention about it. And it just kind of, I don't, I don't know, rub me the wrong way. Granted his story is heartbreaking. I have a similar story. I have a very similar story, but there was just something about this, like how similar our stories were. And the fact that he was still claiming that he has issues with accepting the fact that it wasn't his fault. I don't know. I find that hard to believe as like a grown man. It's like, eventually at one point I was like, you know, regardless of anything I said or did, that was my parents' issue and not mine. And I, I don't know. It's like, really? You're yeah, gonna... but when you're a kid or a teenager, you don't know. Like, you want to protect your parents. And I right, don't know. When you're a kid. I... When you're a kid. But he hasn't grown up at all and realized that, you know, his parents and their issues are not anything that was caused by him. Like, I don't know. And that's sad if he really hasn't, but it's a red flag. If he's trying to get married. and he, he, I don't know. I don't see it that way. Yeah. Okay. I see it as more of like... Like that's a really deep wound for any child. And, and no matter how much you try to work on it or move forward, like, I think there's always just a little part of you that's going to be like, well, what might've happened if I hadn't done that? Or like, that's true. I guess that's true. And coming from, you don't have a story like that. So it probably was a little more eye opening for you. I don't know. Maybe it just depressed me and like made me annoyed and made me think of my own situation. And that was why. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why, but the, the story just made me feel like he was making something bigger. E- either he has already resolved it and was making the story bigger than it needed to be, or he actually doesn't know how to separate, you know, his parents from his parents and their issues from, you know, him contributing to anything. I don't know. It's either, it's either one of those I things. Think, but I think it can be a little bit of both. I don't think it's so black and white. That's true. But... Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. He just creeps. He just creeps me out, and I can't stand his fucking vocal fry. Ugh. I know you hate it. You and hate then it she so started much. doing it, and that's uh, Howard agrees with me. <laughs> it's contagious. It is because then <laughs> she starts being like, uh, 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 I just can't take it. I can't do. Okay, so there's always what, one. What happens after Rick's date? I don't remember. Uh, I don't really remember what happened either, but I do remember seeing someone named Leroy and not knowing who that is. Who's Leroy? Leroy? I don't fucking know. There was a Leroy that got moment that got a moment. I, was I don't like, know. Who Hold on. Let me, let me let me scroll through this. Oh, the fucking Andy Grammer thing. Ugh, just Andy so tired of these stupid musical dates. What? Oh, the guy singing. You know him? It's Andy Grammer only because I know who Andy Grammer is, but they wrote Andy Grammer on the, I didn't know that's what he looked like. They wrote it on the screen. Complicated story. You just um, okay. So they, they go to the cocktail party. Everyone. Are you drinking it truly? Oh my God. I'm like, I'm like, it's like one o'clock. <laughs> nope. It's four there. Yeah. It's four. Uh, we're, we're actually performing later too. Um, well, fun. So I'm just kind of chilling. It's it's a good flavor. It's passion fruit. I think it's new. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Um, okay. I, I think I was confused because I thought that the Bobby Flay thing happened before or happened at the, um, the group oh, date, but, but it wasn't, it was, it was at the cocktail party after Rick's individual date. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. That's totally true that Nate had to sit down with her at the cocktail party and be like, again, yeah, yeah, I totally yeah. get I it. Um, yeah. I totally understand. So they had that. So she comes down floating down the stairs once right. again, uh, <laughs> nailed it. And like, before she can even get in, he and like say anything he just is like i don't know this abrasive energy he's like here's your drink um okay can i can i have everyone's attention like um michelle didn't feel seen and i just feel like they're guys that think they have it in the bag and that that's bullshit they don't and like we she shouldn't have to feel that way but like it it didn't contribute anything to her especially if you wanted to make her feel better why don't you take her aside and say that to her or say that to all the men and be like, Hey, like that's really how you feel. That's something to have a conversation with, with the men. The only yeah. reason you're doing it in front of everyone is to be Producers. like, Look, <laughs> Michelle, I'm standing up for you. And he even fucking was so transparent about it in his ITM because he was like, uh, he said something about, you know, I was just, you know, trying to be on my white horse and uh, come rescue her. And I was hate like, that. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I'm going to vomit in your mouth. Go away. No. <laughs> no, no she don't need that. It comes from a good place, but nope. <laughs> I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think that he's just like wants attention and he was like, yeah, I'm going to rescue her. But like, she need rescuing, boy. Sit down. That, Go I back to that, culinary school. I think the idea of like a man feeling like he wants to be the knight in shining armor. I, don't, I think that's well-intentioned. I just I think, think it's an outdated I think it's an outdated dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, I agree. But I, I feel like it it doesn't mean that he's a jerk, but he yeah, he acted stupid. He must be pretty stupid because I feel like um the dumber you are or the more susceptible you are or the drunker you are, um, when you talk to producers and they give you ideas is, you know, ultimately your downfall. So they definitely said, No, 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 you should say it to everyone right here, okay? Right now. A hundred percent. And if he if he had a backbone or if he, you know, was less susceptible, he could have been like I feel like that's actually a moment for Michelle. Like real talk. She was actually like super upset. So I feel like it doesn't really need to be said in front of everyone. I'll just take her aside and maybe we can do it over there. Yeah. I have no idea how he essentially to picture it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like, because then the he essentially like? does that though. Cause he's like, I'm going to pull her first because Brandon's like, Oh, can I pull you first? And <laughs> Bobby Flay is like, um, actually I'm going to pull her first. So Bobby Flay, I love it. It was so weird. And then he like talks um, to her. Because he's not then, the one either. So it's just no, like, he's not the one. Um, so anyway, so he he does the first little chat with her during the cocktail party and is like, mentions Nate, you know, and she's all like, oh my God, Nate. And so then she's like, Nate, can I talk to you? And he's like, yeah. And then he finds out it's Bobby's flay. Bobby's flay. <laughs> he finds out it's Bobby's flay that did it. It was his flay. And he's pissed. <laughs> yeah, he was pissed. He's so mad. This was the first time where I really was like, ooh, Nate, this is not a good look for you. Because he just kept being like, I don't know. It was so dumb, the dynamic between them. And then he started calling he him a chill with her. I know. And dweeb. like, and just like a loser. And I was like, what are you, Donald Trump? Like, go the fuck home. No. Yeah. 
And I was very surprised. And I, but I could see that like, clearly this was his breaking point. And like, he has tried really hard, I think right, to stay out of stuff. Yeah. And then like this, he couldn't because like someone else just decided they were going to drag him into this. Yeah. And so could have been worse. Yeah. But the way he like tapped him and he was like, let's go. Can I talk to you? And, <laughs> and of course Bobby Flay was like, yeah, yo, let's go. Let's go. Like all like cocky, like shut the fuck up. You're terrified. You're quaking in your little pants right now. Yeah. Easy, easy. You and your little frying pan. You're like, your oh, little, little frying pan. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, my three ingredient dinner. Uh-uh. I'm just trying to get it cooking, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Insecurities all across the board. Um, yeah. No one's perfect. perfect. No one's perfect. But I agree. I feel like he kind of like had a breaking point. Um, Could have been worse. I, I kind of agree. I think he is a dweeb. That's funny. Dweeb. Yeah, but it was just not cute, though. Because, like, that was the whole Peter and Will thing. Yeah, that I it hated. seemed young. It seemed young. Yeah. yeah. How old is Nate? That's a good question. Let's look. He can't be that old. I think he's probably like, I don't know. I'm guessing 26. Yeah, I was going to say like late 20s. He's 27. We're so old, Aubrey. I know. I know. Turning 30 next. No, I'm going to say next month. It's <laughs> two weeks next away, month, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Mexico. That'd be so fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So then I guess that's the most to report from the cocktail party, but it was just like, I don't know. That that really took Nate down a notch for me. Just like the fact that he showed some immaturity there. Yeah. Because it was just, it was not cute. I don't know. It was very mature. It was like, he's a dweeb. Like, I just, I'm so over this dweeb. I don't know. I have to find out like what exactly he was saying because it was so off-putting. He probably was sipping his wine too. Yeah. It was, I think it was in a... You in can a, never forget that. I feel like one drink is the difference between you saying one thing and another. It's like, you know... Mm hmm. That's true. Yeah. But when when he pulls when he pulled Bobby Flay to talk to him, it was just so bizarre. Like he did like and I mean, Bobby Flay's reaction was weird. He was he like, just, he straight up told he didn't he just say it, though. What? He Chris is honest about it. Yeah, so, but he like when he's trying to ask for his reasoning. And then Chris is like, just worry about yourself, dude. And that's like, Nate's like, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, <laughs> worry about yourself. Why are you bringing me up to someone else? Like, it just, uh, the whole thing was just so dumb. So stupid. And I thought yeah, it was weird. Like, it was a fucking dweeb. Well, Nate. wasn't it kind of weird though? And Chris was like, do you just put your hands on me or something like that? And then Nate was like, no. Like, and we all watched it. And Nate was not. Like no, he just like stepped. Him. He stepped closer and had his hands like he was using them to gesticulate. But like, yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't. I didn't. Look- I, didn't I didn't like that. Chris was like, "Are you putting your hands on me?" I, yeah, I, he's I didn't like that. Just like weird. I hate it. And that, that and that per- perpetuates a stereotype. I mean, hate hate to be that person, but it perpetuates the angry black man stereotype. Mm. Are you putting hands mm-hmm. on me? Literally, the man was not even touching you. Like, what he is was making- not touching you at all? Yeah. So <laughs> that I thought that was weird. So I don't know. But yeah, I still like Nate. But yeah, definitely Doc. It's um, 
definitely put that on the on my back burner to remember that he didn't handle that that great. Yeah. Oh, and then Olu, Olu and Bobby Flay had another like stupid little like, okay, yeah, I will. Fine. Fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, good for you. Good. Yeah. Good. Good for me. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Really? really? We'll all have to have the last word. Like, grow the fuck up. Who went home? Romeo? Who's Romeo? Romeo was cute, but not stand out. So that's probably why you don't remember. Yeah, I don't know who yeah. that is. Um, let's see. Let me go. Let me scroll to the end here and see who's left. Of course, they keep Nate and Bobby Flay. And it looks like that will be more drama next week. Yeah, of course. Final rose. Beep, beep, doop, boo. Yes, so it's Romeo and Will. And Chris G. Who's Chris G? Another Chris that I don't think anyone cared about. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it. Romeo, Will, and Chris G. Who's Chris G? Wait. I don't know. You said Chris G. (laughs) Oh, Chris was um, the spoken word guy. Oh, Oh, yep, yep, yep. The one kind of looks like Casey, but doesn't. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, oh. Carly's calling me. Hold on a sec. Hello, this is your bride. Hello. Yes, I love my daily distraction call. Can I call you back in a few minutes though? I'm just wrapping up the podcast with them. Okay, great. I'll call you in a few. Love you, bye. I'm going to have to edit this one okay. too. Damn it. Yeah. Not too much though. No, not too much. So anyway, the whole thing ends and they're going to Minnesota. <laughs> Brandon is like, going to Minnesota. <laughs> Renato's like, said no one ever. <laughs> I know, right? Brandon is so cute. Love him. I want to see more of them together because awesome. he's now you like, like him. No, I do <laughs> because he's oh, funny. Yeah, but I feel like, like it's genuine. Yeah, he's like so smitten with her. It's so cute. I'm smitten, fellas. I feel like he's genuinely excited to go there. I think think that's what like made me move a little bit towards Team Brandon. Is that moment when he was like, I'm smitten, man. Yeah, and he's into her. Like he's stoked to go to Minnesota because like Michelle is Minnesota. So going there means learning more about her and being with her there. Maybe meeting family if you get the right date. Sometimes they meet the family or members of it. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, I'm a big, yeah, I'm big team Brandon. Cause Bra- I feel like Brandon is legit, like really falling for her. I think so too. I still Falling think he's hard. just a little young for yeah, her, which be right. Which could be an issue for everyone. Yeah. Is he that young? Is he 23 or something like that? No, 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 no. I, I didn't mean like age wise. I just meant like, I don't know. He just comes across younger. Yeah. He's 26, but he comes across a little younger to me. Kim said we had her dying, um, <laughs> mentioning that it looked like her ex. She said, she texted me all caps. She's like, oh my God, Emily, Emily, the podcast. I was like, what? Yeah. She was like, you're so right. I was thinking the whole time it reminds me of him. 
was like, yeah, sorry. I hope you're not offended, but right. That's it. Yeah. So I think at this point, my final four, let's see how do they stand. Brandon, Joe, Nate. And who's the fourth? Did Rodney leave? No, Rodney could maybe Mm -hmm. be there. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for my top four. I definitely, I feel good about. Based on. Yeah. I feel good about um, Brandon and Joe going to the final four. I'm not sold on Nate yet. I, I want to wait and see how this, how this pans out for them. That's true. Last two spots are open for mm-hmm. bookings. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. We'll see you next week, listeners. Bye, BBs. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, my God. Everyone's calling me. Now Greg's calling me. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>